Welcome to Wixploiting. My name is Chuck Wick, and with me I have my brother Paul Wick Present. and our producer Caleb. We are going to be discussing political issues on the local, state, federal levels. Can I talk? Uh, I'm the host, so I'll do as many talk as much talking as I want. I'm not sure I enjoy that. Well, uh, I, 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 you can argue about who's going to do more talking later. We have a show to do. You'll hey, get, we're oh, brothers. Yeah. We're going to argue. That's fine, but the people on the on the other end don't want to hear you guys arguing right now. They'd rather hear about a good conversation that you guys All have right. planned for them. Alright. You're right, Caleb. Alright. Chuck, well, let's uh, get to the topics. Okay, we have a great show planned for everybody today. Music from our intro and outro or is music from Desolate, a Dayton, Ohio area band. Today our topic is going to be things that piss everyone off. Uh, we have a couple of guests with us today. Um, we have our father, Gary Wick, and a friend of the family, Keith Warner. And they're going to sit in and give us some information and uh, some feedback on things like that. Um, so I'm going to hand it over to Paul to start off the episode with things that piss people off. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get into this. Uh, yeah, Keith. Uh, Keith is more than a family. Family, he's like family. So we're going to get into this, and we're going to say, you know, things that piss us off. You know, like you know, certain people that just have too much privilege in life. Try to try to express their opinion. You know, you know. Some people call them Karens, but Keith, what do you think? Okay, well, um, Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, hope everybody's enjoying their day of celebration and, and uh, family get-togethers. Um, I am sitting with uh, some very knowledgeable men today, um, life uh, like uh, yeah, Gary's like turning around, like, okay, no, not me. <laughs> Trying to find these knowledgeable men in the room right. here. Yeah, you know? Everybody's looking who's, around. Are like, these the ghosts me? of Christmas past? Or something? I, mean, I thought somebody walked in. <laughs> I didn't see anybody else, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I am an older man, and, and I guess I've raised some children, and I hopefully I've done well with them. And, um, you raised some children. Guess, yeah. But, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, may have guessed on the rate raising, but you know, that, that happens, you know, every right, parent will tell you right. they, they guess too, right? It's all uh, sort of a uh, learning process for sure, trial by error, trial by error, <laughs> yeah. absolutely, right. Man. But, um, I, I sort of was waning uh, towards what Paul had mentioned earlier the fact that um, society has changed, uh in so much of a way from uh, when I was raising my children and uh, and I and I see a big upswing towards uh, children that are raised I feel improperly now that's just my opinion um, I'm not saying that uh, there's I'm not a child psychologist so I don't really know uh, all that I'm not educated in this but 
I see, personally, I just see a lot of um, children are raised, uh, and it don't have to be younger children, it can be older children, um, that are raised with what they feel is like a privilege, um, uh, self-centered. Brother, podcast. We, we got to get to it. Okay. So, so you, you had a story you want to tell me earlier. So tell me that now. Yes. Um, basically, uh, I've got unnamed neighbors that uh, for some reason we just don't get along together. And um, and I see these children being brought up basically to that point where they're uh, very self-centered. And, and uh, I just, I don't, I wasn't. I just see that as as a, a problem in today. No specific story. Uh, I mean, we need a you know a realization here. Okay, you know, well, did somebody do something? Um, golly, Ned. Um, I got unfortunately I got my own grandchildren that I see this in all the time. All right. Um, Give a story. Don't we don't have okay. that names? We can call uh, them, you know, alphabet A and alphabet C. Okay. Well, uh, the give a story. The alphabet A and uh, <laughs> especially the oldest one. Uh, as uh, I was talking earlier, we when I when I was growing up, there was no back talking. Mom and Dad was ruled the house. That was it. What they said was gospel. Yes. Uh, it 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 wasn't no questions asked. Now I see person A uh, lashing out, uh, being rude to her parents, uh, those kind of things. And what, what what's the uh, what do they do? What do they do? Uh, person. Uh, the father. Says and the mother says. Yes, the father will say they'll get in trouble, and the father and mother will say, "You know what? Your punishment is go to the room." All right. Um, but they get everything there, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's everything's TV, there, so they they don't they're not neglected from TV. They're not neglected from their toys. They're not correct. neglected from. It's not go to your room and stare at your wall. It's go to your room and play. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Uh, what kind of punishment is that? But exactly. I'm not, you know, I just want to, I, I want to clear, make it clear that I'm not saying every child is no. is is raised improperly. I just right. see a lot of it being, right. and I'm not saying I raised my children perfect. So, right. Well, let's go into a, a little different way of looking at this. Um, so, you know, we have some uh, more experienced men in the room. So let's uh, talk about what was it like to what was it like to grow up in the you know, 50s, 60s, you know, uh, the the way that you were raised, um, your interactions with your parents, you know, how did that go for you guys? I mean, you, you know, outside our house. we're talking about my dad here. So, that you know, we, we know, uh, Paul and I know, you know, his parents, obviously, our grandparents. Um, and then Keith, you know, you grew up in that same time period. Um, so what was it like to to grow up in the you know 40s 50s 60s and you know what were your parents like and all of that go ahead oh. Dad. well uh, the main thing was that what you didn't have you didn't know about 
back then there wasn't mm -hmm. a lot of stuff on there wasn't a lot of tv few channels on the tv and and you know you watch them whatever but uh you didn't know that you were poor you right. didn't know that you know that you didn't have the uh proper shoes to wear to school or something like that it was it was just you know whatever you had to wear you wore uh, there was a, a lot of older people back then that had different ideas. One of the one of the uh, uh, me and my brother's friends, uh, his uncle owned a farm out where we were living, and uh, he was a bachelor, and uh, he used to uh, he was very very conservative. Mm -hmm. uh, he used to chew tobacco, and then after he got done chewing the tobacco, he'd set it on the windowsill. So it would dry out, <laughs> and so he could smoke it in his pipe. Oh shit! So uh, it was one of them things where uh, you know <laughs> you, we thought nothing of that. You know, we oh. thought that mm -hmm. was a natural thing. Uh, he had a, a a well outside his house with a windmill, and and uh, we'd go over there to see him every once in a while. He'd have us go out and hook the windmill up to the well, so it'd pump water up in the in the attic in his house and uh that's how he got his his water there was a horse trough up there that the windmill pumped the water into the horse trough and uh, he had a pipe sticking out over the window so when the water started coming out that pipe you know it was full you know and you go out and unhook the, the windmill yeah so uh it was a lot simpler then i mean and that's yeah. how he got his pressure for his his sink was because the horse trough was in the attic Right. And he and the water would flow just, down into just the gravity. Sink. Yeah, mm -hmm. just gravity flow down into it. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, things were things seemed to be a lot simpler then. Mm -hmm. uh, it was less complicated. You had to learn things on your own. You had to fix things on your own. Right. So uh, it's not uh, not like it is today, where you could just go down to the store and buy something. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, it, well, you used to be able to till Biden was uh, president. But now that uh, I think we're back into the things that piss yeah, us off. Yeah, right. <laughs> now that uh, we have uh, uh, old Joe in there, uh, everything's sitting out in the ocean in the ships, and, and right. we'll get it. We'll get it someday. Uh -huh. Maybe. But uh, uh, if you don't get all waterlogged. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, it's it's different uh, today than it was back then. It was yeah. a lot simpler. Uh, it's like going to the store and them not accepting cash mm -hmm. for what you want to buy. Uh -huh. You know, they want a credit card. Well, if you don't have a credit card with you, you know, you tell them, I, you know, I don't want the stuff then. If you aren't going to accept my money, right? Because it used to be all all you had was uh, cash to pay things times. with, right? Uh, it was very unusual uh, when the credit cards come along, because right. you could just keep spending on the credit card, and uh -huh. nobody said anything yeah. until the bill came to the door, and you found out that you spent three times what you should have. Yeah. And uh, so well, credit cards didn't come in, into existence until the 70s, I believe, right? Was it? I um, think it was a little bit before that, but uh, okay. yeah, somewhere around in there. But they always had the, um, uh, the the magnetic strip thing, the you right, know, the you carbon swipe copy it? that you'd they'd swipe across it, yeah. So and they would call it in to yeah. get the authorization you, on it, yeah. See if you, so it was much different uh, format of using a credit card at that time, right? Yeah. Right. So uh, things are different today than they used to be. It just mm -hmm. I don't know that it's better. 
A lot of people say it's better, but it, it, uh, some of the electronics on the car I drive is uh, drives you crazy. You know, <laughs> right. I'd, I'd rather have a car that you could mm. roll the windows up and down with a crank, and and because uh, if you can mm. push the button and the window doesn't go down, then you then you got to take it in and get it worked on. Right. Right. You know, whereas before you could always push the glass back up or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, stick well. plastic on it, but. Uh, yeah, things are different now than what they used to be. Uh, perfect example of what Dad was saying was today I tried to back the car out of our driveway mm -hmm. and the car wouldn't let me because it said I was too close to other cars. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, um, yeah, I'm a little close. Right. Uh, it, was way, it was way too close for sensors. That Don't get me wrong. But I have also also dro drove a semi trailer, <laughs> semi in a trailer, and I can back that damn thing up too. So yeah. don't, don't tell me <laughs> that I cannot back up a car <laughs> in my own driveway. You know? So old men. <laughs> well, let's go to Keith and have him talk about yes uh, some of the things that he experienced when he was growing up. Uh, yeah. Kind of like the same thing that Dad was talking about. Right. I, yeah, I was sitting here thinking that, that Gary's uh, maybe thinking a lot. I was a sophomore in high school uh, till I lived in a house that had indoor plumbing. Uh, so I remember the the going in in the winter having a what we call a pot, and you used the restroom in it, and you took it out in the outhouse. Uh, very lived up very poor and like Gary said we we always had food on the table we had clothes on our back and we had a bed to sleep in so I 100% I agree with Gary the fact that that was the way we lived and we didn't think about it well we're poor or we're we don't we're not have we got this or got that um, mm -hmm. it, it that's the way you live yeah. that your your parents took care of you, you had food on the table clothes on your back uh, you know, I got I got clothes twice a year. I got them for my uh, Christmas, and then I'd usually get clothes for my birthday. So, or start out the school season and get three pairs of pants and a couple of shirts, and them had to last you a pair of shoes if you needed them, sock. So, yeah, it wasn't that we were poor. We just, we was, we was, but we didn't think of it that way. Right. So that has changed tremendously, uh, the material. Material is, you know, can't get enough. Got to have this. Got to yeah. have that. In today's society, with the TV and the internet, right. you know, there that's the difference. Is that you know, kids are able to see the things that they you know classify as they're missing out on. You know, the the shoes, the you know, mm. uh, material items um, that you know they're not they don't have available to them. They can see that on the internet now, and then they desire those things, and then they're you know bugging their parents about getting these items right and it just becomes it's a much different society now than i think when you know the two of you grew up and you know i mean and it's absolutely. not that long ago absolutely. really i mean when you think about things mm -hmm. it's not that long ago you keith you said when you were a sophomore in high school yeah. before you had the luxury of an indoor indoor bathroom correct that's somebody's phone. So it's just like cell phones. 
I mean, it used Perfect to be example. the furthest you could get from your phone was how long the cord was on the receiver. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, other than cord, right? yeah, and some yeah, some people put yeah. somebody put a long cord on some of them so yeah. they could they could go right. in the other room, but. Yeah. Uh, it, today, everybody's got a phone they carry with them everywhere. I mean, uh, you don't think about uh, uh, who could get a hold of you. I mean, you're driving down the road. Used to be you never heard the phone till you got home. Yeah. Right. Now the phone goes off while you're going down the road. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's it's a. Uh, I, I just want to put a time frame on the the in in I had to hate to say it indoor outhouse. So. Even Keith said, you know, when he was growing up, it was outside. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you guys were born. Your dad, you're 1948, born. And it wasn't until you were in high school that you put a bathroom in the house. Yeah. So that was good 16 years later. So 1948... 16, 1964. 1964. You know, I mean, that is just so crazy to think about the age difference and mm-hmm. then what we're saying. You know, it's, I, I want people to understand that it was not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a completely different situation nowadays. I mean, people. They even get angry about not having enough bath- bathrooms in their house now. Um, you know, they people want two, three of them in their house now. And it's like, you know, just 60 years ago, um, it, it was pretty commonplace to not even have one in your yes. house. You, know, you have to go out in the backyard to use it. So, again, we're talking about people that are, you know, just privileged and selfish and you know, they don't they don't know a difference between what they're experiencing now and what has happened in the past. Um, I mean, I see that a lot with some of our some of the kids that I deal with. Uh, I've done some you know substitute teaching and worked with kids in in different capacities, and I can tell you right now that they just they act like they're entitled to things. Um, and I you know from the experiences and the conversations I've had with people that are older and have experienced things through you know the 50s, 60s, 70s. They, you know, in feeling the feeling of entitlement was not something that you even had. I mean, for the most part, maybe amongst the, the really wealthy, but for the average citizen of the United States, um, that was not something that you you could even try to experience because, you know, there was no there was no reason to have even think that you did not have what you needed. You did not know that you even needed it. You know, that's yeah. the difference is yeah. that. You know, it's 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 just the the way that life was at the time. Um, so, I mean, Dad, do you have any other uh, stories to go with that, or? Oh, a lot of them. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just like uh, uh, my grandmother and uh, grandfather. You know, they lived out in the country, out in Green Township. They lived about twenty miles from from uh, a grocery store. And uh, uh, she would talk about her and her sister walking into the grocery store and buying groceries and walking back home. Walking. Uh, you know, it, you know, so that's forty miles. You know, yeah. and carrying groceries on the way back. So right. Wow. It was, uh, you know, it was that type of life uh, mm-hmm. that they had. So going um, to the grocery store would be an entire day's trip. Yeah. Then at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It would. 
And uh, but then uh, you had to make up for it the next day to get the rest of the work done. Right. Because uh, it was it was uh, you know they were milking cows and and uh, feeding hogs and uh, it was uh, they lived out on a farm so they had a lot of work to be done. Uh, they had uh, eight kids, so it was mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty good chore of uh, keeping everybody together and knowing what to do and how to do things. Well, I mean, there's a there's definitely a difference there because you know you, your your punishment is, uh, and I saw this on the written up there on the board by your mom yep. that uh, your punishment is that you're not allowed to watch YouTube for the next ten days. Yeah. And you know, I mean, if you had said this to Grandpa here, uh, you know, he fifty sixty years ago, he wouldn't have known what YouTube was. Wouldn't care. <laughs> wouldn't have cared. Yeah, well, he doesn't know what it is now. <laughs> right. <laughs> He wouldn't, he, he wouldn't even care now. So, <laughs> no. And granted, uh, Chuck was born 1977. I was born 1983. And we lived in a house that did not have, have heat in the upstairs, let alone AC. We didn't have AC. We had a window AC unit that cooled our downstairs to... Help well, was, us not have 150 degrees in the house. That was that was actually much later. And that was and yes, that was much later. You know, we did not have heat or AC in the upstairs. And I tried to didn't, tell we didn't have that, heat in the entire house at one point. Uh, we we well, actually we actually a, had it was a kerosene fun. heaters in the in we the had wood stove. A wood, wood stove. stove that's wood right. Stove. Yeah. In the in the uh, yeah. living room and in, in we. <laughs> Steve Deak helped us out on that yeah. one time. Yeah. Dad will tell you, you can tell uh, if you want, Dad, you can tell a story about the Steve Deak and the furnace and everything. But, um. In the furnace? What? Well, I don't know. But a wood stove, it, it caught fire to the roof, and Steve Deak went up there and put it out while Mom and Chuck, as a baby, were outside. Oh, yeah. Well, he didn't put it out. He just. They just wanted to see where it was coming from. It it had a chimney fire. Is oh, okay. what it was. The fire yeah. went up the chimney, mm-hmm. and uh, there's nothing really you could do about that. Just let it burn out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, because of the creosote from the wood, it lined uh, the uh, chimney. The uh, chimney caught on fire. Mm-hmm. But uh, just a little bit of a, a glitch in the in the life. <laughs> right. <laughs> of using a wood stove. Yeah. Right. But. Uh, and they talk about it's like air pollution now. I mean, uh, back when when my dad was was being raised, that everybody had a coal stove. They heated yeah. their house with a coal yeah. stove, and you can imagine how much uh, coal dust and smoke that went in the air. Today, you never see that at all. Yeah. And uh, but they still talk about there's so much pollution in this in the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not that much pollution in the United States, I don't think. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just uh, just one yeah. of those things that, uh, as time goes by, uh, uh, you have less and less pollution because of the way that uh, that things are being handled now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the the pollution I think they're talking about from today is uh, cars and you know, factories and things like that that 
um, are polluting the atmosphere. But, you know, I I think I I completely agree with you, Dad, that, you know, that's that's definitely something that's changed because, you know, you've got clean burning uh, energy sources that, you know, like natural gas and, you know, those items that, you know, that obviously are heating a lot of houses now. Um, you don't have as many wood-burning stoves. You don't have as many coal. You don't have as that kind of stuff going anymore. Um, you know, the majority of people are working on either electric or natural gas, um, which both of those are, are clean sources that don't uh, pollute the atmosphere. So, you know, that's a completely different situation now. Um, we have uh, gone wide spectrum on all topics today <laughs> well so um thinking that we should probably bring it back to something one specific topic what do you what do you want to talk what was on your mind chuck what was on your well i mean what's, I what's hit hard on all well, on all the things that we talked about what I would say when we when we go back to the theme of what I talked what I said was the beginning of this podcast was, you know, things that basically piss us off. Um, you know, I feel like the most the most <laughs> the biggest thing that pisses me off is just the sense of entitlement, the selfishness yes. that we see in today's society. How you know people uh, don't you know just don't even care about their fellow you know citizen, their fellow human being. You know, it's you know, you see somebody, you know, basically pulled over on the side of the road having car trouble, and it used to be that, you know, you'd have multiple people and pulling over helping. Now, today, you just, people just drive right on by, just keep going, like nothing, you know, it yeah. doesn't affect them. It's like, you know, not my problem, you know, is the is the main line you hear from people. And right. that just, that's not the way that our society should operate. You know, we should be willing to help um you know our fellow man and you know yeah, but even today most people got cell phones so they assume right. that they've already called somebody for help mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh which is is probably a good thing because uh you don't always want to, it used to be you knew just about everybody around you right but today you don't know the people living next door no. yeah so it's it's kind of hard to uh stop and help people when uh uh you know, when, when they may be in trouble, they may not be in trouble. It's a, it's a fear of, it, it, I think it also comes back to, you know, our television shows and the internet mm-hmm. and, you know, YouTube and all these things. You mm-hmm. see so much that what it has done yes. is it instilled a fear in our society of other to people. To help people. And it's like, you know, it used to, you, you didn't think about that in the past no. because you didn't have all these sources telling you that, that people are bad don't you know don't accept help from people don't do this don't do that you know you just you when somebody was having trouble and someone went to help you accepted that help yes you know it just in today's society everybody is just so afraid that you know you're you're you know oh here's a chocolate bar well did they put a razor blade in it you know (laughs) or you know it's like i mean when we went around trick-or-treating when we were kids Mm -hmm. you know when we came back Nobody, Nobody really paid attention Nobody to cared. anything. It was just, you know, you trusted Jeez. the you trusted yes. the the neighbors that you had, and, and we had actual home 
made things, not yeah. just Hershey kisses, no. not just popcorn Twix. balls. Yeah. Popcorn I mean, balls, yes. yo. That was a big yo. one back, th- uh, back then. Muffins. We yeah. had muffins yeah. sometimes. Uh, brownies. Mean, brown- things yeah. like that. Yeah. There you go. And, it was and people trusted shit. that your neighbors were you know wholesome enough people that they yes. weren't going to put... You know, some kind of poison or a right. razor blade or something in your candy. Like, who you does know, and that? it's Seriously. but today there's so much fear because yes. now it's like, okay, in California, you know, somebody put razor blades in brownies and now over all yeah. the way over here in Ohio we hear about that and now everybody has this fear in their mind that, mm-hmm. oh, this is gonna happen to my kids or this is gonna happen to right. me. And now I'm going to, you know, shut everyone out of my mm-hmm. life because I have such a fear that that this person is going to attack me in some way, and it's not. You know, I I feel like this is just overblown to the point where you know it doesn't. You know, you you've gone the opposite direction where it's yes. now it's not. Um, Let's accept this from these people. Let's you know be happy that these people are willing to help. These people are willing yes. to give. You know, it's it's the opposite side of well, why are they giving this to me? Why are they helping me? Why what what do they want in return? Or why are they you know doing this? Because what are they trying to do to yes. me um, for it? And it's like yeah. you know, I think it's 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 a proliferation of all of this news that we get. The twenty four hour news cycle is definitely killed a lot of um this you know this you know this feeling of the sense of security the sense of feeling like your neighbor is someone that you can trust and you know it's just it it really that is one of the things that really irks me is you know i can't even go to my next door neighbor when you know she needs her trash cans taken out she, she's not even going to ask me to take her trash cans out for her, which would be a common thing in like the oh. 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. you know. It would have been nothing for your neighbor to say, hey, I'm not going to be available. You know, I'm going to be doing this or whatever. Can you take my trash cans out for me so, yeah. the, so that the trash gets picked up? You know, that wouldn't have been a problem back then. Now, today, it's like, well, you know, if if you know if this person asked me to do this, well, why are they asking me to do this? Why, what do they want in return for it? And all this stuff. It's just a completely different society with living in fear of your fellow humans. And that I just do not agree with that. I I do not feel like that's the way we should live. And I wish there was some way we could hit a reset button and start over again where where life is not like that anymore. Society repeats itself. Right. So... We're, we're we're getting there again. It like is the 1920s. Now we're the 2020s, and we're gonna get there. But yep. you know, it takes it takes some time. It takes a reset, and we're gonna get there. Though. Yeah, I I, I hope so. I just I feel hope. like a lot of the administration that we have in in power right now um, is just you know allowing this, or even not allowing it, but you know encouraging it. And, you know, the feeling of encouraging this feeling of fear with all of the COVID stuff, the vaccinations, pushing the vaccination on the public, you know, um, you know and, and that's a whole nother podcast we can go into about all of that. But, I mean, it just it feels like everything they do is to instill fear in the public so the public will feel like they have to rely upon the government for their, you know, everything. 
and it just it, that to me feels like it's a way of of gaslighting and it's a way of uh, control over the public and and keeping people down and keeping the man you know the man in power and the the little guy down so that the only person that can that can help these people and and, you know, the only person they're going to turn to or the only people they're going to turn to is the government for help. And it just it allows them to have that control. And that's not what the way that this country was supposed to have been built. It's not the way this country was supposed to, it was designed in, you know, the 1700s. It was designed that people had their own rights. People had their own abilities to do things. And it just it irritates me and, and, and worries me, actually, for the future that the fact that people are so easily manipulated by our government and so easily controlled by any little thing that they throw at us um, and, and allow us to, to feel this fear that, you know, and, and fear is the greatest motivator. It doesn't matter, you know, success is great, money is great, you know, all of this stuff, but fear is the greatest motivator. It will make you do things that you would never even consider in the past, um, if you, it, you know, based on the fact that you have a fear for your life. Go ahead, Keith. I can tell fear, you have something you want to say. Fear. You mentioned that. Just let me think. Fear is what caused uh, the stock market crashes. Yeah. People was fearful they lose all their savings they had. Mm -hmm. Fear is a huge motivator. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> well that was today's topic i hope you enjoyed our candid conversation if you have any comments about our conversation today please email us at wick.splaining at gmail.com and even donnie has something to say like share and subscribe <laughs> subscribe all right and just to wrap that up you can find us on anchor spotify apple and google podcast thank you for listening thank you